not all pods are created equal. Y'all know that better than I know that. I get this stuff out there. You pick it up. You listen to it. You either fuck with it or you don't. A lot of times I'm really lucky because even if, let's say, an episode isn't as fire as another particular episode, we have repeat listeners here, which is exciting stuff. It's good stuff. Not all pods are created equal. They just aren't. I, um, this is going to be an interesting podcast episode. (laughs) So let me tell you how I knew that I was ready to pod, okay? I wasn't, I wasn't feeling the space I was in. So then I do, I do this thing because I'm an insomniac. Sometimes you got to, much like have a party during the day. Sometimes you got to nap during the day. Because a girl can't get her REM sleep all the time at night. So you just, if, if you live the life of an insomniac, you got to get it when you can get it. That's, that's just how it is. So I, so I fit myself a little bit of a nap here on this Sunday. I did a few versions of this pod. Wasn't really feeling it. So I took myself a little nap. And boy, did I get that REM. We got REM. <laughs> I also have not looked up what REM stands for. But I just, I, I'm, I'm very satisfied with it just being called REM. For me. That can just be the name. Um, I had this dream and listen, no one likes, no one likes listening to other people's dreams. Every dream is weird. I love when people come up to me and they say, I have this crazy dream. Every dream is crazy. And if you remember your dream, you know, it's a crazy one. It's stuck with you for a while, but Dreams, the reason why they exist only for one person at a time is because it's only interesting to you. So I know all this. I want you to know that I know all of this. And there's a lot of stuff in that dream that is that y'all don't need to be privy to. It, it would be just, what a terrible pod. Would we have repeat listeners if this was what I decided to do this episode? But in the dream, there was... Uh, a little bit of like, oh my gosh. Uh, You know how like sometimes you think that you have an item, you've dreamt about this like perfect item. And then when you wake up, you realize like, oh, that item doesn't exist or like you don't have the item. This happened in this dream. Uh, And the item in question, I'm not sure why it was so coveted by me. So in the dream, there was an album, like a vintage album that was, you ready for this combo? It was a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar spoken word uh, Arlo Guthrie album (laughs) that that I'm going to assume like happened, uh, at least in the dreamscape, 
in the 1970s, right? Like, that's, like, when, like, Arlo's... Arlo's got, like, the big hair, you know? He's he's very, very much still on the, like, right side of civil rights. Didn't he have, like... He had, like, a little, like, Republican, like... A little Republican stint right before Trump and then, like, up, immediately walked it all back after Trump. You know, Woody Guthrie's son, I guess we can cut him some some slack. Uh, but apparently uh, there was that, that album. Um, I woke up, though, and I was okay that it didn't exist. I mean, I think it would be cool if it did, but we're not heartbroken. You know what I mean? Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Deepa Shreeder. Today, today, today. So, I had a very busy week, which is why we have this podcast happening on a Sunday. But I also had a little bit of a crisis of... of okay. I drank a wine. I reviewed a wine. The wine was good. Or I guess, in this case, the piquette. Okay, so we're talking piquette here. And we'll get into what a piquette is. Um, It was good. It's made in a really... This particular piquette was made in a a really beautiful way. Um, But I realized it was, at the end of the day even though technically good. Something I was fine that I would never need to taste again. And in all honesty, a little boring. And I don't want to talk trash about somebody doing something done in a really good way. But I could tell like this was done with a lot of money and ability and help. Um, to make something beautiful, which, listen, it's, it's still a great thing to drink. But I, I didn't want to talk about it. There was, nothing, there was nothing really to talk about in it. And I thought to myself, well, you got you to gotta put out a wine review. But I don't want to put out a wine review where I trash something that is essentially a great product but also something that I I think you're fine. You're fine, you know, just coming across it. It's fine. And I would like it to be the premise of this podcast that if we are talking about a wine review, it's got something to it. First off, I want you to know that every wine review that we have on this podcast is going to be positive. This is not about finding something that sucks and talking about why it sucks. Uh, Who knows? Maybe down the future, if there's like some big, terrible, like Budweiser push for a piquette, maybe maybe we'll try it and trash it. Sure. But I, I want this to be more of a celebration of the small batch wineries and the creatives making something really, really cool. Something that I get really excited about. Because there's a lot of wine out there. There's a lot of great wine out there. And every single one of those people making something great definitely, definitely deserve 
their coin back. You know, they deserve being able to continue to do something really awesome. But there's only going to be a few that are going to be special to me. So that's, that's what I want to talk about. So I do not have a wine for, for you this week to talk about. I do want to talk about Piquette, and I do think this can go into a little bit of an interesting conversation. Of course, an interesting, I say conversation every week. And this conversation happens physically between my voice and a phone. But I, I, I feel through the emails, through the community we're building here, through the inside jokes, it's, it's a conversation, right? We'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll continue to say it's a conversation. So we'll put that to, a, to the side for a second. Let's talk about what is a piquette. Because that, I think, I found to be really interesting. Um, a piquette. A lot of y'all have had one. It's, it's been very much like, you know, in the mix, especially in the whole natural wine movement. You see all kinds of piquettes, and for a good reason, right? It's, it's actually a very sustainable thing to make. Uh, it's something that also gives you a little bit of a break on the ABV side while not having to drink a beer. Listen, (laughs) this isn't a beer podcast, okay? One time someone someone who I, I love, who's very near and dear to me was like, hey, we should do a beer episode. And I said yes for a while. And then I had to come clean and say, absolutely not. I I do not want to try a beer on this podcast. I don't like beer. Why do you want me to review a beer? I'm going to be like, it's good for a beer. Still hated it. 10 out of 10 would never drink again. Thank you so much for your time. Um, Piquette. You've got your, essentially, the most piquettes go to 4 to 9%. So really, really like light. It's technically, technically not a wine uh, in the traditional sense. But I feel like within this sort of new wine movement, like we're, we're expanding what that term is. So how do you make a piquette? A piquette has been made for centuries and it's essentially about fermenting the leftover sugars that you find in stems and seeds um, and basically the skins from grapes. So it's the byproduct. Once you have, you know, maybe finished the skin contact, fermentation, you've got your grapes, they're crushed, you're making a beautiful wine. Now you're left with like all of this mess, okay? And yeah, maybe you can throw it, but there's still sugar there. There's still ingredients there. There's still nutrients there. You can make something. So um, water is added, and then it is a separate fermentation process. 
Um, and the reason why you've got that lower ABV is because obviously you don't have the same amount of sugars to ferment. Uh, so you get, you, you get what you get and you don't get upset is, is how I understand a piquette gets made. What's also interesting is that this was a drink that was traditionally for uh, workers and the farmers, which that sentence to me is very triggering as a line cook. <laughs> right. I, I think it's um, I think the fact that it is sustainable is is the beautiful part of it. But um, as a line cook, this is the origins of this particular podcast. As a line cook, we we get we get basically, you know, the bad beer in the kitchen. We we have to essentially get our alcohol however we can. And um, it's, not, it's not always the best. I think the difference here is that you can make something really beautiful with a piquette. So knowing that I do want to talk, I mean, we did, we did kind of talk about a piquette in the very, very beginning of the summer. But I want to find one that really, really, that really makes me excited. Um, so I'm on the lookout. I'm also asking you guys if you're like, hey, I got something for you. I got, I got a trick up my sleeve, Deepa. You're going to review this guy. Send me, send me a DM on Sick Palette or, um, you know, email me or leave a comment. Leave a comment on this podcast post because I know that there is some terrific stuff out there. Um, but I, I just, I just can't. So the one that I did try, like I said, really delicious, really beautiful you know, it's made with organic grapes. It's it's made like, you know, uh, they grow their own grapes and they essentially have a beautiful vineyard out somewhere on the West. I don't want to tell y'all what state. Um, you know, beautiful website. It's just sort of it's just, you know, they're giving you like these like hand-drawn pictures of grapes and fields and flower. A, a beautiful wine. It's just, that's all. That's all it is. I couldn't tell you the tasting notes on why I was excited by it. It was delicious. And that just, I, I just don't think it's enough anymore. It's not enough for me to just know that this is good. If we're going to buy a piquette, let's buy something that is like, I want, I want free your mind light vibes. You know what I'm saying here? I want it to really sort of be like, okay, all right, we got it. Because I think this is, this is sort of, um, it's just sort of how I've been feeling lately about the things that we value in our society versus the things that that need that need our attention. 
that things that people are doing that are super, super cool. It's, it's definitely really skewed. Um, been thinking a lot lately about especially the majority of food media of, of what, of, of what a whiplash I get, um, and how we give, give these kind of sort of, you know, food media blogs and institutions so much power. And sometimes they get paid to cover stories. Hey, you got to keep the lights on, right? I get that. But, you know, all of these food media publications talk about the rights of workers. They talk about how much, you know, we need to change the restaurant industry. They, there's so many think pieces, like, after things have, like, very much obviously gone to shit, you know? Exposés. And then within, like, the next second, they cannot wait to to essentially find ways to trash small businesses or restaurants or mom and pop places. And then at the same time, we, we find a way to uphold mediocrity. And because of that, we, we always focus, we focus our attention on on how things were and are instead of how things should be. So, I will be candid here. Because that was vague as fuck! <laughs> but let me give you a little bit of an example. Which, by the way, I'm really going to go in um, on a very special podcast that's going to be a paid podcast episode. Uh... I am going to be covering the bear um, with a, with a guest that I think is going to going to be able to to give you the other side of things. I'm sure. I'm just assuming. We'll see. We'll see. But um, for a while, I couldn't I couldn't even get into like the bear conversation, especially because I was like, okay. I would get, I got a lot of DMs where people were like, oh my God, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Or texts from friends. Have you seen the bear? Have you seen the bear? You know, uh, they're like, man, this is exactly all the things you talk about. Yes and no. Yes and no. And I couldn't even focus on what exactly the creators of the bear were talking about or, or wanting to convey because food media, food media did. Meaning, once again, people who have never line cooked in their entire lives, never stepped into the back of a restaurant, never known what it actually feels like to do three turns on a Saturday night and then deep clean with some people that you would at the same time at that moment, die for and probably the most toxic people in your entire life that you've ever met. You don't know how that feels. They were simping, simping for a dude that we all knew as a line cook in 2012. So at one hand, they're talking about how we need to sort of refocus 
what restaurants should be, who gets to be the star of restaurants, all this stuff. And then on the other hand, they've reduced, they've reduced something that should be critically analyzed, that should be really kind of looked at into essentially nothing. And it's always upholding, same thing that food media does, right? Where they tell you, listen, we need more immigrants cooking their food. We need uh, more visibility to not just, you know, the head chef, but we need to talk about the workers. And all of that goes out the window, man. It just goes out the window. So it's hard for me to look at something with a critical eye because I've got food media ruining it for me. And I realize that I'm projecting my anger at food media in general than on the, than on the thing that's being created. So it took, me, it took me a really long time for me to figure out whether or not I can even have a take on the bear. Because I just would feel rage. <laughs> and listen, I run on rage, okay? This is what fuels all of the work. <laughs> People say rage isn't good, but if you do something productive with it, let me tell you. It can give you energy, especially as an insomniac. You need something to help you. <laughs> but I will, here, I'll leave you with this take. You're, we're going to really get into it, like I said. In the next few weeks, when that episode comes out, I'm saying episode, I have a feeling it might be episodes. I just feel like it's going to be a long, long conversation. Um, when that comes out, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll really get into it. But I'm going to leave you with this. I need more think pieces on P-Valley and less on the bear. I understand. Listen, and maybe you're saying, <laughs> why would food media cover P-Valley? Well, <laughs> um, they also make some wings. They're always talking about their wings. I think that could be the way in. But it has, by the way, better art, better fake art on P-Valley than I would say on the bear. I mean, they're making like... <laughs> they're making like braised meat risotto on the bear. <laughs> Talk about 2012 vibes, okay? But the songs on P-Valley, like the fake songs that they have are really good, really good. They get stuck in my head. And for that reason and that reason alone, there is so much work happening on P-Valley. I mean, incredible visual acrobatics, really unique stories, um, stories, stories about workers, truly workers, um, where it's not shown in a light of like, oh, it's, it, it's not in any way showing them they're athletes. They're athletes on the show and you can see the work and it gives you the inner workings of this incredible small business at the Delta. Like 
there we need more we need more eyes on p valley more think pieces on p valley i i need like five or six because i'm still seeing them being churned out for the bear i'm like really for real and it's always the same i love when people are like finally finally the right take on the bear it's the same they're all the same it's the same and also like Let's get more line cooks talking about the bear, please. <laughs> okay, so we're going to look for piquettes. We're going to get excited about it. Then we're going to review it, okay? Uh, the other thing, the Sick Palette six, Summer Six Pack. I am putting together the six wines of this summer, this gorgeous summer. That we're losing. The other day I saw a yellow leaf on the ground. Guys, I don't need to see that shit right now. Okay. I still I still need my long summer days. It's just never enough. It's never enough for me. Happy it rained, by the way. Happy it rained. It's gonna rain more. <laughs> it's gonna rain more here in Austin, Texas on Thursday. Y'all watch out. That's going to be a happy day. 